Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to BOD First 100 Podcast by the Mrs. PRW. Emphasis on the Mrs. Produced by Denny Production. This is episode two, and this is called When the Wait is Too Long. Or When It's Too Long, Too Long. Y'all get it. Where I share both sides of the agenda on all of your favorite topics from bloggers to bloggers to Reddit and everything in between. Also, real life story time experience from the one and only. It's not just obvious, it's the BOD, and that's the benefit of the doubt. Sort of my specialty. My way of explaining, you never really know until you know. Shall we begin? How long is the wait for a proposal to be married in a relationship? When you just boyfriend or girlfriend. How long is too long? This is always the topic of discussion. Always. It's always a topic of discussion. Because you never really know how long is too long. So the facts would state when you just talk about how long is too long. The man is supposed to know within 90 days to six months if you are the one. And this can be said the same for the woman. 90 days to six months. You would know if there is a true future of commitment for this guy in her life and then for the male for this female in her life but how long is too long now bod would think doesn't matter love is love so you figure it out but the facts will state no life goes on life is too short We definitely need to have some type of timeline on our future. So let's get into it. Ultimatum. When it comes to the proposal to be married, is the ultimatum hurtful or helpful? What what are the facts to that? The facts are ultimatum is hurtful. And that's 100. The facts are ultimatum will ruin a good relationship. And if you could see me, I'm doing air quotes. If you watch it on YouTube, I'm doing air quotes here. And the BOD of this particular scenario is there might light a fire under whoever you're with. Because what if they would have just continued on with the way things were going because they assumed everything was good the way they are, so why would they change? But the fact states that if you're telling me this what has to happen at this time in this moment, after it's been so long, you really don't love me. And most of the time that goes into, I say majority of the time, that goes into the woman giving the ultimatum to the man. 
Yeah, definitely. So which one is right if there is a right answer? I definitely believe that sometimes an ultimatum is needed. It's not far-fetched. It's not, you know, a circumstance that cannot happen. It definitely is needed because you're going to get one of two things. And this is for the benefit of the doubt factor. Benefit of the doubt factor always give you more than one option. Okay. Facts is one option. There's no gray area. It's black or white. But the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt always gives you gray. And so with the BLD part of an ultimatum, it's going to give you at least two options, which that person that you're giving this ultimatum to is going to be like, you know what? I do not want to lose them with no underlining hurt from being given an ultimatum. Okay. So they're going to be like, you know what? You're right. I got sidetracked. It. I'm sorry. I want you in my life forever. Let's get married. Let's plan this wedding. Let's go to the courthouse, whatever the case may be. And they won't think nothing of you giving them an ultimatum. They're going to think of it as you're reminding me that we kind of got off track. Let's get back on track because we know what we want for our future. Now, the other part of the BOD for this particular um situation when it comes to ultimatum is that person gonna feel some type of way you give me an ultimatum what you think this is you don't run me you trying to control me x y z a b c and they're going to run away from the ultimatum and that just means that you didn't need to be with that person regardless or as some of my favorite people say irregardless (laughs) Or do you just don't say nothing? You don't you don't give an ultimatum because you think it's going to be hurtful. And this is the factual part where, you know, if you give an ultimatum, it's going to be hurtful and it's probably going to ruin your relationship. It's going to make your relationship feel tight and claustrophobic and you can't breathe. That's a hard that. Ultimatums are very hard because you don't know what the result can be. I definitely think people rather just be in long-term relationships with possibly no future than give an ultimatum than put their foot down and say, hey, this is what I need and I this is what I need now. For an example, your job tells you you've been working at this job for 15 years. Your job tells you, hey, the company is being bought out by somebody else. I'm going to, this is this is your supervisor. I'm going to retire. The new company is probably going to come in and change everything. Do you stay or do you go? You got five years before you can retire. If you choose to, you got a pension, you got all this. Do you make the necessary changes immediately to keep your job for the next five years? Or do you say, forget everything that's happened in the past. I'm moving on. You're probably going to stay because five years is way less than 15 years. I'm just saying. Don't shoot me. I'm just a messenger. 
expectations and boundaries when it comes to the beginning of the relationship, which I think dictates if you're going to have the ultimatum and if you're in if you're in the predicament, specifically if you're in the predicament of when the wait is too long. The facts about expectation and boundaries are what they are. You're setting expectations and boundaries out of the gate. From the moment you start to talk, even if you don't even know if there's going to be a future with this particular person, you set expectations and boundaries. But you should be setting expectations and boundaries everybody in your life. I really can't see any benefit of the doubt when it comes to expectations and boundaries because that's a that is something you say that you need. If you know yourself, you say what you need. If you don't know yourself, you're saying that this is what I want to achieve. This is something I want to try. So there's no benefit of the doubt option when it comes to expectations and boundaries. It's just 100% facts. It's all facts. Because this is what you want to do. And this is the the standard you want this relationship to stand by so you can get to marriage. And here's the thing about the proposal in marriage. The way society has it, which I do agree on, is that the man goes out. You know, he decides that he wants to marry this young lady or woman. He goes out. He, you know, asks for her hand in marriage by speaking with whoever the male figure is in her life. If she has one, if she does have one, they go on, you know, talk to her 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 mom if it's not if she doesn't have a mother maybe um whatever female you know adult mother-like figure in her life then you go out and buy the ring and then you go ahead with the proposal at that point you especially if you in the in the in the situation where you go in to talk to family members you know a lot of times if a man is at that at that point, he has been provided with boundaries and expectations out the gate. And he knows that, you know, from, from the way he was raised, that there are going to be boundaries. There are going to be expectations. So if that's not something you're trying to deal with or do, then proposal of marriage ain't for you. The same thing for females. It's the exact same thing for females. Those are the facts. It's no if ands, or buts, around, but, buts about it. If you want to be married, you want to be proposed to um, to be married, you have to set those expectations and boundaries from the gate. And if you don't know for sure, that those are conversations you say, hey, I want to revisit this. Same thing for a guy, because women can definitely say they don't want to be married. And he's like, okay, well, I'm not sure what I want, but I want to, revi- I want to revisit it. So I guess that is the benefit of the doubt, at, benefit of the doubt part, because now you're given options. I possibly want to revisit this as time goes on. Right now, I don't know. So I guess there's a benefit of that part of boundary expectations because the factual part of boundary expectations is you know this is what you want. This is no you this you know this is what you want to achieve. It's facts. But the but the BOD part of it is I possibly want to revisit this. 
this could possibly change the trajectory of the relationship 100%. Because the relationship now has nothing to do with a proposal, marriage, you know, anything like that. Now, this right here is going to make some people feel some type of way. Unfortunately, I don't care. So we're going to get right into it. <laughs> Living together and having kids before marriage, delaying the goals of marriage. I don't care what y'all say. That's 100% facts. That's facts. Now, there are some situations where the benefit of the doubt comes into play. There definitely is. You're not knowing that you're married. I mean, not knowing that you're pregnant before you get married. You know, um, your spouse is in the military. You know, there's, which means that they can be active duty and two days before your wedding can be called to leave out two days late. You know, it just, there's some things out of your control, which that's where the benefit of the doubt factor comes. It gives you as options. And there's, it's not a whole bunch of options, but there are some. Because a lot of times, if you are, if your spouse is like in the military, if your spouse is stationed somewhere, you know, and let's say one of y'all in South Dakota, the other one is in California, it, it's difficult to have a relationship like that. Just being honest. So, in that type of situation, you, you got to figure that out. You got to figure out what works for yourself. But see, this whole topic in general are for the people that are with the are with people in your early 20s and now you're 35 y'all been together 13 14 years y'all have multiple children y'all done bought a house cars clothes your, your life is together and he's playing husband you're playing wife you want to get married but the other one is like whatever's clever. This is for that type of relationship. And this type of relationship is very common. It's common on a very high level and a very low level. Let me explain myself. When I say on high level, I mean these people got themselves together. They, you know, gosh, they got they got degrees, they have businesses, like they live a very healthy and wholesome life. But in all reality, one of them want to be married so bad. And the other one is like, Psh, I'm living my best life. And that is you as just my baby daddy and my baby or my baby mama. On a lower level, and I don't mean as in status, but on a, I guess maybe I should use the word lower. On another level, there are the one that, you know, that has have multiple children where you know financially you can't really take care of them which it happens right y'all been together all these years there's been a you know trials during the relationship you know y'all still trying to rock and roll it you know you ten toes down for bay or whatever at what point is too long is too long in either one of these relationships so it's the same scenario but the class is different the economic class is different When is too long? Too long. Living together and having kids before marriage definitely delays the goal of marriage. I was a baby mama before I became a married mama. I know exactly what it means 
to be a baby mama and how that lifestyle works. And it, I'm just to be honest, it just doesn't feel good. There's nothing about it that feels good that makes you happy. Unless you get artificially inseminated. Or unless the male, you know, um, artificially inseminated someone. So then when that child is born, you know, they get that child. Living together, if y'all paying bills together, buying cars together, cell phones together, the cable in your name, the water in his name, um, so on and so forth. He's portraying to be husband. You're portraying to be wife. What's the difference if y'all get, if this is y'all life on Friday and then y'all get married on Saturday? What's the difference? The facts of that situation is nothing. Your address stays the same. Your car stayed the same. The only thing different is you got to change your name through Social Security. That's the only difference. And if, and if being a boyfriend or a girlfriend is the same as being married, then why the emphasis on, be, on wanting to get married if it's going to be the same? That's a fact. Now, the benefit of the doubt factor is there's just some people that just don't care. They don't care about the idea of marriage. And that's why this conversation is not for them. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not for them at all. So if you choose to, you and your spouse collectively agree that you do not want to be married, this conversation is not for you. Stay tuned and listen. I appreciate the love, but this conversation ain't for you. True story. I gave my husband an ultimatum. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God, you gave him an ultimatum. I sure did. But it wasn't in the, you going, you going, what they say, you going, shut up or sit up. Ain't that what the old folks say or something like that? It wasn't like that. My husband is the most amazing guy I've ever met in my life. I eat why I sunk my teeth in it in him and I didn't let go because he was he is still is to this day 12 years later the cream of the crop nobody like him and I wouldn't want to do life with nobody like him I was raised as a Christian in the church Kojic okay or I'm I'm still a Christian I'm gonna say I was raised I'm still a Christian and the one thing you did not do is what they call shack it up Ooh, y'all, y'all don't even know how much I can stand that word. Shacking up. And so when we were in a relationship in the beginning, we never lived together. Never lived together in the beginning. So like the first two or three years. So then once I graduated from college and came, I moved to Champaign. Even that first year and some change. Excuse me. We didn't live together at all. I had my own place. He had a spot. But then it made it just made more sense for us to live together on a more sensible financial aspect. We moved in in August, late August. It was like August 30 or 29, 30. So pretty much September 1st. And by November, which is about two and a half, three months later. I was convicted in my spirit that I was like, we cannot do this. 
And it wasn't like, oh, we got to break up. It was just, no, I st- I'm still in love with you. I still want to be with you. But we cannot live together if there is no intent to be married. We can still live together. You can still, we can still do do life together. Just cannot live in the same household. And I could not financially afford to live by myself, but I was going to do whatever it took. So we had a conversation about marriage and the future. And by the beginning of March, literally March 5th, that was 2008. By March 5th of 2009, we were married, which was what, three months later? December, November, I mean, December, January, February. Yeah, we were married. Because. I knew I couldn't continue the relationship like that. I knew, for me, I knew God wasn't going to bless me like that. If there wasn't no intent to marry. That's just my truth. Now, like I said, my ultimatum wasn't no, get your, get your, and get out. No, it wasn't none of that. But it definitely was like, hey, this is what it is. This is, this is the, you know, the facts of the situation. And then I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, we can, you know, continue to choose to be in a great relationship together, but you just got to go back to your mom's house. Or if the relationship needs to end, which is something I don't want to do, then it just has to end and then we just move forward with our lives separately. So it wasn't on no, on no chopping block type thing. And for me, or for him, he has said, like, if I wouldn't have brought it up, and said anything because I don't even think I gave him any expectations of brownies when it came to marriage at the beginning of the relationship. So that's definitely 100% my fault. I put that back in perspective or put it in perspective for him. He was like, he was down for it. So it worked out for me. It may not work out for everybody. I've heard different men or my brother cousins, um, who are the husbands to my sister cousins, you know, they've said to me like, oh, you know, I wouldn't accept no ultimatum. And I agree. A lot of people wouldn't accept no ultimatum. That's the truth. A lot of people wouldn't have, have accepted an ultimatum, period, point blank. Or should I say a lot of men wouldn't accept an ultimatum. That's just what it is. Women, um, I would have to say that women gonna try to talk their way out of an ultimatum. They 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 definitely dive head first into benefit of the doubt factor. Men's is factual. Nope, not doing it. That's it. It ain't for me. Well, women gonna try to talk their way out of it. Why I don't know, but that's just what it is. This goes with the people that don't want to be married to an extent. Let's talk about middle school and high school love. Okay. I don't think they fall in the category of a time limit being put on when it comes to a long wait for a proposal to marriage. Most of those people that are in relationships that have been in long-term relationships since they was like 13, 14 years old, and they're still together now, they who are not married, I, I don't 
don't think they fall in the category of when it's when too long is too long. They've been together just as long as their life was without that particular person. So for an example, if you got together at 14 and then now you're 28, 29, 30, like you've spent more of your life with this person than without this person from birth to 14. So at that point, I know a lot of people, actually I know quite a few people that have been with their middle school sweetheart and or still with their middle school sweetheart, still with their high school sweetheart, and they're okay with the life that they have. They're okay with it. And I can't really say that I disagree with them because they've been together for so long. Now, if you choose to get married, you choose to get married. I get it. I get it. I get it. But people that don't want to get married, a lot of times that stems from the you you knowing in your heart that 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 your significant other don't want to get married, so you're trying to play it cool. But the people that have been, that are middle school and high school sweethearts, that's a totally different ball game. That's a totally different different conversation. It is. I just because the way you were at 14, you're not at 29. So it's different. But you not that much different from 22 to 32. You not that much different because at 22, you still was grown and an adult can make adult decisions from 14 to 29. It was years before you can make adult decisions. It was it was just so different, so different. Well, to me, it is. And that's where the benefit of the doubt factor comes in with middle school and high school sweethearts and lovers you know i do want to say this with living together and having kids together for a marriage um it does make you feel like you're already married so you play your part without the commitment of actually being married one of the biggest things i dislike and i say with the biggest dislike of being a baby mama this is for my husband was my son did not have to um have he did not have the same last name as mine and that just irked my nerves it really really did and i knew that i never intended to take care of this kid on my own i never intended to be a single mother i never did that so if there was going to be more children for me, if there was going to be, you know, any future when it comes to relationship for me, I had to be a wife. Had to. It's just my truth. And it wasn't going to be too long. It's too long for me. Now, I cannot tell you why I did not put any bounds or expectations when it came to marriage. When it came when it came to marriage, excuse me, got a little tongue tied right there for my husband. I don't know why I did, but like I said, our relationship, our vibe, the whole way we just deal with each other was completely different than I had ever experienced. So I kind of felt like I didn't have to because he just knew, which he didn't, which is why I had to bring it up. Conversation I had with a, a female about um five years ago at that time she had two children i think with her significant her significant other boyfriend baby daddy whatever you want to call it 
and the conversation kind of came up about marriage and I asked and I'm being honest now that I think think back I was completely out of line so if y'all hear this conversation get a little sassy you're gonna be like Mrs. PRW come on I asked her, did they want, did she want to get married? And she was definitely was like, yes. Y'all know, y'all, my mama, um, big patron. <laughs> mama always tell me that I wear my emotions on my sleeve. But I believe most people wear their emotions on their sleeve. And it's very hard for them to do RBF. We do not know what RBF is. Resting, B word, which is female dog, um, face. And, and instantly, like, you know, you got to be quick on your feet to just do RBF if you don't want to show your if you don't want to see your emotions. So when I start talking about okay, when well, you know, if you want to get married, you know, is that on the table? You can tell in her face like it was, it was a you know sense of sense of excitement. So I was like, okay, so what y'all waiting on? So it was like, oh, he got a big family, you know, we want to figure everything out. And the reason why I started to ask about the marriage is because they were talking about they were starting a process of buying a house. And what she said was, oh, we already got cars together, you know, kids, phones, everything is already together. So the house is just the next big thing. But you made it very clear that you wanted to get married. So now I'm asking about the marriage. She want to get married, marry, 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 you know, yada, yada, yada. She's like, yeah, you know, I'll be cool with a small little wedding. And I'm like, okay, well, then y'all just go to the courthouse. You know, after you buy the house, within a year or two, y'all go ahead and have a big wedding. Well, he got a big family and, you know, it was all X, Y, and Zs. It was all these benefit of the doubts. More than one solution to the option. Um, But the facts were is as... You know, she's speaking about him and, you know, his family and this. You could just see how it changed in her face. You can completely tell that that's not what was on his mind. And it's actually a whole, like, I know many women that's in a clique together where they're just like either baby mamas or fiancés for like years. Years. And the intent is to be married. But it either never happens or doesn't happen or, you know, it's pushed back. You know, they buy houses, cars, vacations, all this. But marriage is never important. When you hear them say how important marriage is, but they put on a back back um, ground because of their significant other. More women than men. Is that facts or is that benefit of the doubt i think it's facts i think more more women than men put their feelings on side to be married because the man has not stepped up to the plate to say hey let's get married i want you as my forever but then why aren't we strong enough to just be like if you don't want me as your forever i don't get him bear your children i take care of your home we bought this house you know all this other stuff why aren't i good enough to be the missus of whoever you are another example this is a younger female she was probably about 23 24 then when we had this conversation but she had been with her significant other since she was about 18 or 19. so it's been a few years almost five years 
and conversation of marriage came up and she was like oh I'm not in like like a big deal like I'm just not in a rush like I'm really not in a rush I'm really not in a rush now her and the other day they have they don't they didn't buy their house but they you know renting out a house have a car together cell phones together they're living their life as husband and wife but I am not ready I'm not, you know not not I'm not ready but you know whenever he is ready like I'm not in a rush he made it very clear man I gotta get myself together get my credit right I want to buy a house I want to do this I want to get another car I want to do all these things and my thing is I ain't never known one person that who married the right person that marriage didn't press them higher up to do more things, to better themselves. Doors begin to open for them. Relation, other relationships that they come in contact with that they may need to elevate to the next level, like are just presented. Relationships, not relationships, I'm sorry, marriage make you look good when it's the right marriage. So I'm not understanding. I guess it's, it's my... This is where I don't understand. This is the gray area for me. I don't understand why a lot of women wait like long periods of time and give these men every bit of them before they get married. When they get married and nothing has changed, they around looking silly because that's what happened to me. I told you me and my my husband was living together about six months before we got married. Yeah, because we got we moved in like like I said, August twenty ninth, August thirtieth, two thousand eight, and we got married March fifth, two thousand nine. And Monday, let's just say it was a Tuesday, we got married. So Monday, I was single. Tuesday, I was married. There was no difference. There was no difference. Even though we only went to the courthouse, but there was no difference. We didn't move in together the, the weekend before, you know, or I moved in and he stayed somewhere else. There was no difference from Monday to Tuesday. And I struggled with that for a while because I was playing wife before I was even given the opportunity to be one. He was playing husband before he was given the opportunity to be one. Why play a part for something when you're not even getting paid? You're not even getting the right accolades for it. Get your royalties, sir, ma'am, when you are due for them. You don't get your royalties before you make the music, before you make the movie. You don't get that in beforehand. You get it after the movie is made, after the soundtrack is made. Come on now. We all understand that. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, which is episode two. And it is called When Too Long is Too Long When It Comes to Proposal and Being Married. I want you guys to follow me on all social media platforms. All the information will be in the description. I'm definitely looking for more topics and more things to talk about. So hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok reddit just all of it okay look me up as forever patron denise all right and i'm just so appreciative of this podcast like i told you there is no expectations at all and i'm really loving doing this you guys thank y'all so much for being there for me and listen to me talk about 
BOD Verse 100 Podcast. I'm Forever Patient Denise, aka Mrs. PRW. Emphasis on the missus. And y'all be sweet. Show the box.